get into it. Let's have some fun. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Let's Be Real podcast. I'm your co-host, Jocelyn. And it's your girl, Rachel. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I hope everyone is having a beautiful week. Yes, yes. So we were actually uh, just catching up. So JoJo, <laughs> well, she's kind of adjacent going viral. <laughs> yeah. So here's the funny thing is I posted the video first, but so to give you guys some context, a couple weeks ago, I think I talked about this in the last pod, I went to Charlotte to go to a show with my best friend. And we started day drinking as soon as um, I got to Charlotte at like three in the afternoon. So by the time we made it to this show, I was hammered. Um, by the end of the night, <laughs> we were going to his house and he has one of those ring cameras and it caught a video of me running into a light at the door on the ring camera. So he had sent it to me and I actually posted the video first, which it did get a lot more views than my TikToks normally get. I don't post on there too often. I got like 1700 views, but it was in slow motion. So you couldn't hear us talking or anything. <laughs> um, and people were commenting like, I want it in not slow motion, but apparently I even commented. <laughs> yeah, apparently on the ring camera, though, when you send a video to someone else, it sends it in slow motion. I'm assuming it's like a privacy feature because um, it kind of dubs the audio so you can't tell what the people are saying. Mm -hmm. Well, my best friend decided to post the video. The only way we could post it without slow motion was if he posted it from his phone because it's his That's ring true. camera. Yeah, so he posted it um, with the audio and yeah. <laughs> We are going viral. So I'm viral adjacent. He's gained like over like 200 followers. I've, I'm like starting the more viral it's going. I'm like gaining a little bit more. But yeah, yeah, it's a really funny video. Can't you um, download it on your phone and repost it on your page? Uh, can I do that? Yeah. Here. Maybe I should do that. But yeah, no, it's so funny. We were reading the comments and it's hilarious. We just love it because we really want, like we wanted to repost it because that is my best friend. And like, we're fucking insane. Like we are crazy. Um, so we just wanted people to see our dynamic. The funny part to me though, is that there's like guys that keep commenting being like, I love how she ran into the light. And she's like, you let me like it was his fault. And I was like, I was like, literally, you have zero context. I didn't say you let me. I said oh. you left me. Yo, okay. So I'm looking at the comments right now. This girl that I absolutely love. She's like an influencer. Monte McMichael, the beauty, um, the beauty TikToker. I don't know her. I'm not um, on beauty talk right now. Yo, did she, she comment on it? Yes. <laughs> what did she say? It's just the um, uh, laughing emoji face, but she, yo, she's she's getting up there. She's pretty big. She did a collaboration with Saucy Santana. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's a funny video. If you guys want to see it, the slow-mo version's at my Instagram at bfit.joslyn, but the non-slow motion version where you can hear people talking is at underscore dirty crook. That's my best friend. 
but yeah, no, it's just so funny because so many people are like, I just love like watching people trying to figure out the thing, but say so we go got super blackout drunk. He had gone to another bar while I was still at the music venue and he had left me um, and the show ended. And so he had come to get me and I was upset with him because he left me. And then I fucking ran into that light. But can I tell you the best part, Rachel? Yeah. So the thing is, neither one of us remember that happening. Really? Yeah. It, it's, his, no... it's his reaction for me, the <laughs> stupid bitch. Yeah. It's funny as <laughs> <laughs> yeah so neither one of us remembered that at all had no idea that happened it was actually the whole next day it was like five or six in the afternoon I was out catching up with some other friends at a different bar already you know out drinking again face face was fine had no idea I slammed my face the <laughs> night before he had no recollection of me slamming my face and he got a notification from his ring doorbell that told him he had a video, like something had been recorded. So he clicked to check to see what it was. And that's what we found. So I love it. It's just, it's honestly one of the most genuine moments. Like that is us in our prime. Like if I could tell you guys how hammered we were like, oh my God, definitely didn't need to be near anyone's kids. I just followed him, but isn't that crazy? He's only been on TikTok for like a couple weeks. (laughs) Already went viral. I know he said he had a friend that was like he could tell was kind of jealous about it and I was like but I always say this because everyone wants to go viral baby how is he handling it because I didn't really hand it that well at first but now I'm just like okay I kind of want to see what else I can go viral for oh we're cracking up we've been cracking up about it we weren't even necessarily trying to go viral it was just like I remember when I wanted to post the post first and everyone's like you really want to post it and I was like Listen, if we can't laugh at ourselves sometimes in this lifetime, like, then what are we doing? But no, he's hilarious. He texted me yesterday and he was like, Jojo, congrats on 100K <laughs> views. <laughs> and he's like, bitch, we're going to be famous. We're about to take over the world. I'm like, yes, bitch. We when are you going to invite him to the pod? Um, we can do that soon. I'll talk to him. I know he's excited yeah. too. Um, he actually gave us some would you rather questions for today. I figured we could do those at the end. Oh, we, we got mail? Yes. Oh, my <laughs> From God. From Mr. Josh Mitchell. I have but yeah, no. <laughs> uh, But, yeah, he's handling it fine. He's excited. I mean, the hard thing is, like, we don't have a ton of that kind of content to post, you know. So, yeah. Um, but he's, I mean, he's just having fun on TikTok, not taking it serious. He's not concerned about being an influencer, going viral or anything like that. I think that's when it's most enjoyable when you're just having fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what I kept telling him because when TikTok first started becoming a thing, we used to text each other and joke around and be like, oh my God, bitch, we need to make TikTok viral TikToks or whatever. Um, we were like, no, we're just kidding because I always say this about myself. Whenever I'm trying to be funny, I'm not funny. It just has to be genuine. Like, it just has to happen. Like, you just have to catch it. And I was like, we'll go viral on TikTok one day. I was like, it'll just literally, spoken into existence. I was like, it'll literally just be some dumb shit we're doing that gets caught on camera. And we're going to go viral. And that's literally what happened. Just literally doing some dumb shit. Like. I love it. I actually just followed him. I don't know why I haven't followed him yet, but I just did. 
Girl, don't worry. He just started posting posting on there. So why would you have? <laughs> I don't know. It's, so friend. it's so funny too though, because like he's learning how to use the app and he's kind of like trying to learn through me, who like I don't even barely know how to use the app. So he'll like send me shit and we'll like work on it and get it together. And then like he'll be like, it disappeared. I hate this app. I give up on it. The Gen Zers can have it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it is it, it is a hard app. Like, um, you just gotta play with it, man. Like, I feel like every day I learn something new on it and different stuff just by watching other people. Yeah. I wanna like learn more of the transformations, but or yeah. Is that what they're called? The transitions. Transitions. Transformation. <laughs> <Transformations>. <laughs> but they're hard. I just like to go on LumaFusion, put my clips together, and then throw it up, make it easy. But yeah, no, it's funny. So yeah, he's actually the one that went viral. I'm like viral adjacent um, or whatever. But the comments haven't been, they've been funny. Honestly, we've been like on the phone, reading them, like laughing together. And I just love like seeing people being like, I would have cried too. <laughs> <laughs> being like I'm the girl or I'm the friend that laughs and then the person that commented and said I'm both of them <laughs> I'm definitely I would honestly I would be both <laughs> yeah. oh listen trust me we've been friends for since 2018 now so what four years almost five years and Where'd we've been on both ends uh, we used to work at Mellow Mushroom together. Ooh. Yeah, I'll never forget him. I was going through a really hard time in my life. And he was, we were both servers, but I was like doing food running shifts because I was training, even though I had worked there again, I had to do at least three food running shifts. What? You're scaring me. I forgot to press record on my phone. Oh, I haven't even done that either. Oh, do it. <laughs> Completely forgot. We're just in it today, folks. Okay. But um, yeah, no, we met him on Mushroom. And I'll never forget the first thing that he said to me. Um, he walked up to me and he looked at me and he said, Who are you? And I was like, Jojo, who are you? And he's like, Josh, I don't know you, but I like you. And he walked off. And I was like, Okay. And I remember there was this guy we worked with that just was trying, I like, it was like the first person I met. So he was like the first friend I had made there. And I was like asking him like, who's that Josh guy? Like, he seems kind of cool. Like, who is that? And he just wanted me to hate Josh Why? so bad because he was a hater. Because he was he a seems hater. Really, I want to meet him. I feel like I would really like him too. Oh my God. <laughs> love him. Um, but yeah, no. And then the other thing he ever the second thing that he said to me when that was just like sign sealed deliver which was the first night we ever hung out together he looked at me at the bar and he said girl as soon as you walked in here i looked at you one time and i said mm, i'm glad i'm gay i don't want them problems <laughs> <laughs> and i was like you know what my self-esteem was here and you brought it here in two <laughs> seconds so We've been bonded for life ever since then, but we've both definitely been on both ends of that drunkness. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. I hope him. he likes me too. He will. He's a joy. He's I hope a joy. he thinks I'm a MILF. <laughs> I'll be like, you better. No, he will. Trust me. I, I will say this. 
get you a gay best friend. I no, I don't have a gay best friend. You need a GBF, girl. We need to get you a GBF because they are just, we need more gay men in the world. Okay. Like it's just, it is what it is. Like he is the most respectful guy I've met. He's crazy. He's batshit crazy, but he's such a yeah. good person. I love him so much. I was literally just telling him, I was like, you would jump in front of a bullet for me. <laughs> like I know he would. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Check us out on TikTok, folks. I don't know. I don't know what else we're going to be posting, but there'll be something. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so ready for it. Like you guys just got to like, whenever y'all are near each other, just keep a camera on record the entire time. We always, say that all the time. we always say that all the time. We're always like, we just need someone to follow us around, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just catch us in our element. We are a truly a duo, um, an iconic. I like to tell them, I'm always like, we're icons, baby. We, I mean, we, you know what? Fuck that. I'm patting myself on the back. We are fucking iconic. Like, <laughs> And people know it. Like all of our friends know it. They're like, "Oh, that is who we want at our party. We want them there. We're fun. We're lit. Like, we're that's a clip. That has to be a clip of you. Yeah, we're that. clipping that. That's a clip. Have you ever seen that Lady Gaga? Um, I don't even know what it's from. I've just seen so many people use it where they're like, iconic, legendary, one of a kind, unique. That's that's us. Like we are. Literally, and I can't explain it. Like people are like, I want a friendship like that. And I'm like, you know what? It just it just fit. Like we can't explain it. Like it just it happened. Yeah, I had a dynamic duo like that. Um I we we had a falling out and I reached out back to her and I mean we're on speaking terms now, but I hope we get back to that that stage. It was we were like so close, people thought we were fucking. And they were like are y'all dating or, or like, what's going on here? And we're like, no, we're just friends. <laughs> we're just friends. No, that's so funny that you say that because, um, Josh said someone commented best friend. Oh yeah. That, yeah. Right. That's your girlfriend. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm missing a couple pieces, but <laughs> whatever Wait, you don't whatever really you say that. that. Yeah. He said that I'm like, whatever you want to believe, but so, um, that's like, that's our one joke that we have with each other all the time when we're out and like, we're like giddy and all over each other and like playing around and then we'll like push each other away and we'll be like, bitch, I'm trying to look single, like back off. Cause you know, it's a boy girl duo. People are used to heterosexual relationships. So it's easy to assume, but. do no. laugh. <laughs> that laugh is so freaking hilarious. That, that little, <laughs> he does. <laughs> Wait, I need to listen to it real quick because that's just fucking hilarious. Hold on. It is funny. And emotional. And you think every Wait, what the fuck is this? Think funny. Oh. He said, you stupid bitch, you ran into that light. (laughs) 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 
you know the best part about it too it's just one of those videos that you can watch over, over and yes, over again it gets and better so funny. it gets yeah. better every time i knew i but listen like when he sent that to me and i was out i remember i was out at netto 101 and my friends, we kept watching it. Like this was later. He had sent it to me earlier. We were out at Nota 101 now. And I kept watching it at the bar. And I was like showing people at the bar. And I looked at them and I was like, I need to post this. I was like, TikTok deserves this content. Like the people deserve this content. Because yes. if you think about it, it's so relatable. Like, I mean, unless you don't drink, which is fine. You know, everyone's journey. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Um, next time I come home, we got to go out. Kev, you're watching the baby. Me and Ray are going out. Yes. <laughs> We're hitting the streets. You, me, and Josh. <laughs> girl, be that. ready. Be ready. Because it's going to be an, uh, a time. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a lightweight now. After. <laughs> I'm a lightweight again. Same. That's why my face was slamming into a door. Because I went to Charlotte drinking like I've been drinking all these months. Now. Mm -mm. <laughs> when I've lost 20 pounds it don't work the same it does not go back the same and it's like it's so funny too because I just wish we could explain to people like truly how hammered we were like I remember at like 7 30 ish we were like okay we're gonna go back to the apartment change into like our outfits for tonight because we were like day drinking so we're like we're gonna pay for like change our outfits for tonight for the show and we're going to chill out for a little bit and like sober up a bit so we make it to the show and we like changed our clothes and we were in the apartment for like all of 10 minutes and we looked at each other and we were like if we're going to keep going we have to go back out like there's no way we're going to die here so like that's context of like where we were at at 8 p like 7 38 p.m and that was recorded after 2 a.m. <laughs> That's too funny. I lost my debit card. It's so much, so much going on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Love it. But yes, but what what's what are we reading? What are we reading? How's the book going? So I have not bought a new book yet. Life has been so busy. I had a friend's birthday this weekend and then I've just been super hyper focused on finishing the rest. The book I am reading is the NASA certification book. Oh <laughs> yes, your test is coming up. Yeah, I have to test before the seventh. And so I've been like hyper focused on that. Um so I just didn't even go out and buy a new book. I want to read Ugly Love um because you told me that was a really good one so i think i'm gonna do that one next and then i might do a self-help book after just to throw it in the mix and then pop back over to fiction um but yeah no not doing great on the reading front this week what about just, you let me know if you want to borrow ugly love so you don't have to buy it just return it <laughs> Oh, that's a good, no, yeah. I will. That's a good point because nobody ever gives me back my books. So. Oh no, I will give you back your books. I love my books and take pride in my books, so I understand. Yeah, yeah. you'll earn it. But I'll mail it to you. What are you reading? Um, normal people. So you know how I said I started the A Court of Thorns and Roses, yes. the red book. I uh, I was, I was bored. I couldn't. I couldn't connect with it. So I'll try it again. But I started reading nor normal, 
Normal People by Sally Rooney. Did they turn that into a TV show on Hulu? Yep. Okay. I've wanted to watch the TV show. I haven't yet. I didn't realize it was a book. I didn't know it was a TV show till on the cover it says, now a Hulu original series. Of course. <laughs> it's like, to me, it's like, I don't know, nothing special. I know everyone like raves about it. I'm like, it's the typical romance book. Like, popular guy, loner girl, popular guy is insecure and is worried about what everyone thinks. Loner girl is true to herself and doesn't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> so it's like, you know, typical love story. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. I also want to read the Seven Husbands of Evelyn. I'll mail you both of them. I'll mail okay, you both yes. of them. But Return them. I'll return. I'll return. I promise. <laughs> um, I'm also excited because it's October, which means it's officially my birth month. So, wait, when is your birthday? October 24th, exactly one week before Halloween. What are you going to do? I am going to come to Charlotte. Um, so, I'm going to come to Charlotte. I was going to have a birthday party, but then the thought of planning our birthday party felt stressful. So oh, I want to go out with you. Yeah. So um, I'll let you know, I haven't picked a restaurant yet. So I'm going to do like a fancy dinner. Um, so my best friend's going to like help do everything. So you just want me to, need to pick a restaurant. He'll make the reservations. Um, so we're going to do that and then just like go out after or whatever. Cause honestly, like that's true me fashion, but I do want to like get dressed up in a really cute, fancy girly outfit. I also for the first time ever, this is like one of my birthday presents to myself. I'm getting a curly girl haircut <gasps> on the 19th. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be amazing! I've never had I'm one. Scared? <laughs> I'm so scared. My uh, one of my best friends, Ariel, texted me recently and I asked her how she's doing, and she's like, "I got a dry haircut, like a curly girl haircut, for the first time, and it has changed my life." And I was like, inspired, and I was like, you know what? been so frustrated with my hair it's like so triangle right now so I really want curly bangs because my bangs are grown out long enough so I found a curl specialist here she's diva cut certified so I have an appointment for noon on October 19th so I just like want to come to Charlotte and be like grown and sexy and rock my new yes. baby yes. oh my gosh I need to get a mani-pedi because on the 15th I have an engagement party and then we capture that. It's your birthday. And I'm trying to look sexy. Yeah. And then I probably will be in Charlotte. That My birthday's on a Monday this month. So I'll probably be in Charlotte that day too. Um, so maybe we'll record a pod on my birthday. I have to see how I'm feeling though, because like it depends yeah. on what I end up doing that day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... We can record around it. We, we we could probably like record like two episodes on a weekend day or something. So then, then that yeah. way. Or maybe I could come over and see you and we could record at your house together. Oh my gosh. Okay, we can make it work. <laughs> it's okay. It's like, so uh I I don't know why. I feel like I'm like in a nesting mood, but I'm in a phase where like I feel like I'm purging everything, just like getting rid of everything that doesn't serve us anymore because we've accumulated so much stuff between the three of us. 
Um, so I'm like very much the energy and the vibe of the planets in the astrology right now. So oh really? Mm -hmm. Oh, because I'm like organizing and getting rid of stuff like no other. Doesn't that feel great though? Yeah. I love it when it looks like, because I want to make, we've lived in the house for a year now, but when we moved in, I had my busy season with my job. So I didn't have a lot of time to like focus on organizing. Then I got laid off. So I didn't have the money to make it pretty. But now that I'm not working, I mean, now that I am working again and have more time, just like time to really focus on my house. Yeah, I love that. Ugh, I can't wait to have a whole house one day to like, you can Girl, do what you want with it. Uh, don't have an HOA. <laughs> uh, oh, I know that. My mom had one and I'm like, mm, no, I'm good. <laughs> right, so yeah, yeah let's, um, let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. So this is something that I really wanted to talk about today, guys. Um, but it's just reparenting your inner child and just like rewriting your subconscious beliefs. Um, so I don't know if I said this on a pod before or if I was talking to someone about this. I know I've talked to a million people about this, but I read in some book, a self-help book, I can't remember which one, um, that when we are born, we are born with fully conscious minds, right? So like you don't teach a baby how to eat or how to mm -hmm. cry. They just know how to do it. So we're born as fully conscious human beings. But when we, but we're not born with uh, fully developed subconscious minds, right? So your subconscious mind begins to develop based on the environment that you grow up in. So I'm not going to say for everyone because we all have different upbringings, but for a lot of us, that's your parents, whether you live with your mom and your dad, your mom, your stepdad, stepmom, stepdad, whatever situation you have. That's kind of where all of your subconscious beliefs come from. Um, but I don't know if you can relate to this, but I know I didn't realize it was subconscious beliefs, but kind of when college first hit and I moved out for the first time, uh, I started to realize, like, is that true? Does that really make sense? Like, you kind of start questioning things um, that your parents or your family or people around you taught you because you're experiencing the world on your own for the first time. Does that make sense? So, um, yeah, mine's kind of opposite. Um, I was really stubborn. So my mom actually tried to set me up for success. So everything she was trying to teach me, I was like, oh, I see why <laughs> she was telling me to do this. See, and I think that's a beautiful thing and like, and I don't want to say that I think my parents weren't setting me up for success. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I want to say, like, all parents were just you're not were because I'm not a parent, so I don't know. But I really, truly feel like for the most part, most parents are just trying to do the best that they can do and teach you what they know. Um, and I definitely think that's what my mom and my parents and were trying to teach me. Um, but I just had like such an interesting upbringing where it's like, I got to the real world and I was like, I am not prepared for this shit at all. Um, so that's what, there's that's really interesting. It's kind of also, I wanted to talk to you about it because it seems like you had a mom that was a little bit more, 
she kind of let you do things and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, you know. I was complete opposite. Well, so with my up, upbringing, me and my mom like grew up together because she had me when she was 14. And she always says like she wished she would have had better role models um, and better parents to set the example for her. So then that way she could, you know, be set up for success when she was an adult. But because she didn't have that, she was like, I want to set my my daughter up as best as I know how. She was like, at 14, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try as best as I can. So um, she understood that like life is going to happen and life is like your biggest teacher. So, um, and I was stubborn because I was like, if I, if I set my mind on something, I'm going to do it. So we, we, that's how we kind of operated. Like everything I wanted, she tried her best to provide, but along the way, um, she always wanted me to feel comfortable to open up to her. So, um, so we did like, she tried like everything that happened to her, she didn't want to happen to me. So like, for example, as soon as I turned 18, she made me get a credit card and she was like, only use 30% of this credit card to start building your credit. So then that way, as you get older, it'll be easier for you to buy things because in this world, um, it's not about like, it's not all about how much money you have. It's also important about your credit score. So she was like, only use 30%, put your gas on here and then like pay it off. Like at whenever your bill is due. But I mean, I didn't listen, I maxed that shit out. So (laughs) I'm still trying to like recover from my past mistakes as a child. (laughs) No, we all are, so I get it. But it really helped me because ever since then, um, I was only, I didn't start getting below a 750 until I bought a house. Cause you know, the house has, is like the biggest hit. Oh yeah, for sure. So she helped set me up for success in talking about money and teaching me about credit. Um, but a lot of things that she grew up doing, it taught me a lot of things that I don't want for myself. Like um, we grew up, I was like the trailer park kid and I was always like so embarrassed. So I would say, for this episode, a lot of the things I lived through is like kind of my unlearning right like right now. Like being the trailer park kid and being the poor kid in school at an affluent, predominantly white school. Um, I like judge myself a lot. Like I wouldn't let anyone come to my house because I was like, oh, I live in a trailer and they're gonna judge me and I don't want to be judged. So um, now looking at it, I'm just like, that's dumb. (laughs) Who cares? Okay. Yeah. So you get what I'm saying, right? Like you look at these like thoughts and beliefs that you had as a child. And then like you start to think about it as an adult and you're like, that's fucking stupid. That's dumb. Like, why do I believe that? So Mm -hmm. 
in my household, uh, we grew up very sheltered, very structured. I had a um, very controlling stepfather and um, I couldn't wear, I couldn't wear tight jeans, tight clothes. I couldn't, I'm like to put it into perspective for some people when I was eight, well, I graduated when I was 17. So when I was 17 years old and a senior in high school, I could not go to the mall with my friends unless my friend's parents got on the phone and said that they were going to be there the whole time with us, walking around with us, right? So, like, I didn't do much. I went to church and I went to school. Um, and my stepdad was just kind of the person where, like, nothing nothing was good enough. Like, mm-hmm. I would make sure all, everything was all of the list of things we were supposed to do before our parents got home were done. And he would come home from work and he could find one crumb, one crumb on the kitchen floor and I'm punished. There's no way I swept. There's no way you swept this floor. There's a crumb right there. You're lying to me. And so as I've gotten older, I've realized a lot of those things have caused me to have really bad subconscious beliefs. So uh, I read this book, uh, You Are a Badass by Jen Cesario earlier this year. And um, she talks about money specifically when she speaks of it, but this is kind of what really like brought this to my attention. So she has this part of the book where she talks about how we don't realize, and maybe that was the book where I read about the subconscious mind Mm -hmm. and the conscious mind when we're born. But she basically says how she used money as an example. So she's like, let's say, I'm going to use my family as an example. So for us, we had seven kids growing up in the household. And so my parents make, like my mom made good money. My stepdad did okay. But because we had so many kids, we always lived paycheck to paycheck, no matter what. And mm-hmm. like, you know, we grew up in a middle-class neighborhood, like the suburbs of Charlotte, like whatever. But we lived paycheck to paycheck. You know, my clothes came from Goodwill and stuff like that. Cause we had so many mouths to feed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was basically saying like, let's say, for me personally, every time I saw my mom make money and talk about money, she was frustrated because no matter how good she was doing, we always look paycheck to paycheck. So subconsciously, that distills the thought in my mind that money equals you're never going to have enough. It's always going to be paycheck to paycheck. And because my mind subconsciously believes that, because that's the relationship that was presented to me with money, I consciously, I may not realize it, but I'm consciously going to do things that keep me in a pattern of living to paycheck to paycheck. And I was like, it was like, hmm. That kind of makes sense because, um, when I was growing up, I was like, mom, why can't we live in a house? Like, I'm embarrassed to live in a trailer. And she was like, well, we can, we can definitely live in a house, but you won't be able to play travel ball or you you won't be able to get new clothes every weekend. We won't be able to do this. We won't be able to do that because we'll be house poor. So that's from that taught me to live below my means. Like don't live at your means, live below your means. So that way you can have extra spending money. So okay. that's always been instilled in me. Right. Yes. Yeah. See, beautiful. Right. So it's like, you see how that subconscious 
thought. So like for your mom, it was like, okay, well we have money, but let's live a little bit lower than what we have. So that's, was your thought process. Right. And so I realized that was a big thing with me too, of like, anytime I've ever gotten out of any relationship, I've always felt like I was not enough or like, I couldn't understand why this person wouldn't choose me. But going back to it again, you know, I grew up in a tough household. I had, I grew up in an emotionally um, and mentally like abusive and toxic household. Um, Not my mom, but my stepdad. But I think as a child, I was always frustrated because I felt like my mom was always choosing this guy, right? Over me, her child. So now I have this subconscious belief that no one wants to choose me. So anytime a friend leaves me or a partner breaks up with me, I immediately feel like I'm not enough and that no one chooses me because that's how my mind, you know, your mother is kind of like your most innate like relationship of like what love is and what it's supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. And so that's my idea of love. And it's also the reason why we chase after relationships like that after, right? It's like, we know that we don't want to keep putting ourselves through this, but our subconscious mind believes, but that's what love is. Mm-hmm. That's love. Mm-hmm. So like keep, keep chasing it. Cause that's what it is. And so that's kind of what I mean by like reparenting your subconscious beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like now as a parent, I'm like, I'm learning a lot of things myself. Um, Cause one, one thing that I'm noticing and that really, really bothers me is I'm seeing a lot of parents now, like when they have their kids, they're like, Oh, I can't, I can't be this and I can't be that because I'm a mom now. But at the end of the day, it's just like the child didn't ask to be here. You're the one that laid down and decided to make a baby accident or not. Everyone knows the consequences of making, of having sex. It can be, you know, whatever. But the matter of the fact is none of us asked to be here. Like I didn't ask to be here. You didn't ask to be here. So as a parent, I feel like it's my responsibility to do the best that I can to teach my, uh, my son, how to be a good human and set him up for success in the future. So um, I don't, I like, I had it hard, but I don't want my son to have to um, struggle like I did. Um, But he's definitely going to learn what hard work is. Uh, That's a fact. But um, when it comes to like, being comfortable with yourself and being for sure and who you are. Like, I want to speak that. And so I want to speak like love into him. So then that way he doesn't feel like he has to like chase it from somewhere else. And I, as a parent, I feel like that's our responsibility is like, whatever happened to you as a child, don't bring that shit onto your child. They didn't ask you that. And I think that's the thing that really frustrates me too. And it's like the older that I get. And like, I remember earlier this year, I went to visit my family in Colorado Mm -hmm. with just me and my mom. And that's her her whole side of the family. We went to visit them for a week. 
And um, they like, I love like hearing all these stories of like my mom being young and living life and doing fun things. And it's like, but it can be so frustrating for me because it's like, you know, I was taught that um, drinking is, is bad. You should never drink. You should never do that. And um, oh, this one's my favorite. I had a crush. I wrote about having a crush on a boy in the fifth grade in my diary, which my stepfather then searched for, found, read, and then told me I was a slut hmm. for having the crush. Right. And so it's crazy because it's like, I think that those words can really hurt. Like as a parent saying that to a child, yeah. like those things stick. When that's a totally normal thing for people, for young people to have crushes on other young humans like that's a part of life and growing up and that's the thing that it's like so crazy it's like I realized I've lived so much of my life like feeling shame and like feeling bad like I mean I think about it there's even things that like I'm scared to say on the podcast sometimes because I'm like thinking about my parent my mom listening and like but it's like so crazy because it's like I'm just being real I'm sharing my life experience and that's one thing I always admired about my real father is no matter what he always kept it as real with me and he didn't, he protected me. Yes. You know what I mean? But he did not hide what real life was like mm -hmm. from me. And I think that's the best thing that you can give your children. I heard uh, in yoga teacher training school. Um, I think the one thing that my yoga teacher said that stuck out and just resonated with me so much um, was that, she was explaining how like when her kid wants a juice box, she doesn't go get him a juice box. Mm -hmm. She tells him or shows him how to get the juice box. She has him open the fridge. Mm -hmm. She has him grab it out of the fridge. She mm -hmm. has him put the straw on it. And she was like, you know what? Yeah, sometimes he misses and he makes a mess mm -hmm. and it's all over the place. But do you know what I do after that? I teach him. How clean up the mess, and she was like, "And the reason why I do that is because the world does not care." I think she said, "The world does not give a fuck how much you mother and baby your child. The world doesn't care. Mm -hmm. You have to teach people how to be self sufficient. You have to teach mm -hmm. them, um, you know, how to function in the world. You have to teach them." I always tell my mom. You know, I have a 13-year-old little sister, and I always say how, like, maybe you should make her watch the news for 20 minutes a day. It doesn't need to be for an hour. She doesn't need to be watching the news all the time. But, like, mm -hmm. maybe she should watch 15, 20 minutes a day. You need to talk to her about sex. You need to talk to her about sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. You need to talk to her about things going on in the world because the reality is, is when I graduated and I got thrown out into the world, there's so much shit that I went through and dealt with that I was losing my mind. I was like, what the fuck? This is not what they told me life was like. Like, just what? Like, I have no idea. I blew the engine in my first car and everyone was like, you weren't getting your oil changed. And I'm like, no one told me that I had to do that. Like, <laughs> my parents didn't take me anywhere. They didn't show me anything. So. Oh, Yeah. I'm already like teaching my son stuff. Like, um, whenever I'm cut, it's funny. It's funny we say this because I feel like Kev is more like the helicopter parent, and I'm not because he's like, 
kind of treats him like he's still an infant, but he's not like not putting him down and like making him sit, sit in his high chair so he can calm down and <laughs> get stuff done. And I'm like, just include him. Like, like I have my son cook with me. Granted, he can't do much, but he'll help me season. And like, I'll watch him. Um, I'll let him watch me mix things and like certain stuff that I feel like is age appropriate. Like, I won't let him handle a knife or anything. <laughs> but no. Uh, and like, like those life skills are so important. And that's what my mom wanted for me. Because even like in high school, my mom worked for these like really rich parents. And um, like, I, it's funny because like rich people, it's okay if they don't parent because they just like throw money at them and whatever. And that's so weird. But the their kids didn't know how to do laundry at, at high school. And my mom's like, uh, at that point, I, I know how to clean everything. <laughs> I know how to do everything. I can, I'm self-sufficient at that point. And it's yeah. so funny even in college people are like yeah uh i'm just gonna wait till i go home <laughs> yeah they have no idea no yeah. idea it's like it blows my mind it's like you have to prepare people to be human beings but like also i think people need to know and understand i'm not saying don't listen to your mom and dad because there's also a lot of things where you know, I don't necessarily love and agree with the way that I was parented, but there are a lot of things that it taught me. Like I am very disciplined. A, a lot of times I meet older people who meet me and they're like, wow, you're very mature for your age. And I'm like, oh well, yeah, it's what I, I was. Disciplined was what I was, you know, was embedded into me. And now I'm forever grateful for those lessons because I am a responsible human being that pays my bills and mm-hmm. cleans my house and, you know, has my own car that I pay for but like also know that everything your parents tell you is not fucking gold yeah yeah so i have an example i remember because my mom never went to college and i remember um in high school i was telling her i want to go to college and she was like you can't go to college And and i'm like why not she was like because you can't like you're not smart enough and i'm like Oh my goodness. What? <laughs> um, and that really like hurt my feelings, but we, we talked about it. It took us years to get like to the understanding, but she was just like, she said it was coming from her own insecurities because she never went to college and didn't know how that would work. But um, I feel like a lot of times too, they project their insecurities on us. Yeah. And then we have to <laughs> rummage through that bullshit and figure out, like, <laughs> what's factual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's factual and what's something that you just need to take in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say that's 100% where I'm at in life. Like, I always tell this to my mom. Like, she hates cuss words. And, like, I get it. You know, whatever. Bad words. But in my opinion and in my life, what I've realized that I believe is words only hold the power 
that you give them. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not some rude person. I'm not going to just walk up to someone and be like, you bitch, blah, 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 right? You know, <laughs> the context of how you're using it. But like, if I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Like, that's it's not bad to me. And it's like, you know what? Like, you can think that's bad and that can upset you. But like, that's you. That's your belief. That's what mm-hmm. you believe. And I am a 26-year-old, about to be 27-year-old, grown-ass woman. <laughs> I can say what I want. Like, I remember posting a post. And I don't remember what it said, but it was like a repost of like a quote. And it was like about being a badass woman. Like it was such a positive, like woman positive quote. And my mom responded to my Instagram story. And the only thing she could say was, oh my God, Jocelyn, bad word. And I'm like, like what? Like you're so wrapped up in the subconscious belief that someone that your parents probably distilled in you that this is such a bad thing that like, this is a beautiful message that you're not seeing because all you can focus on is that word, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so crazy because the older you get, the more you start to poke holes. I mean, and if you think about it, it's really life experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and thinking like thinking about it now, I'm realizing that a lot of like the negativity that my mom spoken to me, was her insecurities um, that she had about herself projected onto me. Um, Cause you know, my, I, I, I feel like my mom saw herself as a failure, like um, being a teenage mom and uh, hopping job to job. Um, and then, <laughs> so listen to this crazy life story I'm about to share. Um, I know things definitely got hard for her because my grandma actually killed my grandpa. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so her mom killed her dad when I was three years old. And um, it was wild. I, I don't know. Do you want me to go into the story and tell the story or? Go ahead. If you're comfortable, <laughs> go ahead. Cause I'm like, I'm interested now. I'm like, wait, what? You're, so your grandma killed your grandpa mm-hmm. yep. oh, yeah yeah uh, my mom was 17 at the time I was three but she was 17 mm-hmm. and she had a three-year-old yep holy cow uh, practically homeless at that point but um, my grandma and grandma my grandma and my grandpa had been arguing and um, it, it had been going on for a while and he went to a party with his friends and she came home and was like, uh, where's your father? And my mom was like, oh, he, he went out. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm mis- I remembering wrong. Uh, my mom was at work and she went to go find my grandpa, found him at a party, was like, hey, I gotta talk to you, let's go home. They got in a heated argument and then um, my grandma was an alcoholic and, and they were like hippies. So they were both into like drugs, um, alcohol. And so it just got heated. And I feel like the drugs like escalated it. So she stabbed him 11 times in the chest. And it was she go- yeah, she went to prison. I was like, I have so many questions. <laughs> 
Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. She, time. Mm-hmm, she went to prison and it was, it's crazy because it was a small town. Um, and my mom's friend was working at the gas station and the cops came in and they were talking about it because it had been like a crazy thing that doesn't really happen in like the town. And they're like, yeah, um, so-and-so Chevalier, uh, homicide. I think that's that's the word for it. So yeah. she went in the back after they left and called my mom and was like, hey, yo, something's going on at your house. Because, you know, our last name is not a common last name. If you hear our last name, you know, you know who it is. <laughs> no one has that last name. Especially in a small town. Yes. So my mom dropped me off at her boyfriend's house at the time and went there. And she was like, it was crazy seeing all the blood and everything. I couldn't imagine, like, walking into your house and your dad is murdered on the ground and come to find out your mom is the one who, like, that's a movie. It is. You could write a book. Your mom could write a movie. I've been told that. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. And so my grandma went to prison. Um, She went to prison for six months because they ruled her as having like psychological issues. So she was only in prison for six months. But during that time, uh, we moved out with my aunt. Well, my great aunt, because it's uh, my grandma's sister. And we lived there in Ohio. And then from there, we kind of just like couch surfed until we were able to get on our feet by ourselves. That is insane. That is mm-hmm. so crazy. So, so, yeah, but no, I could see why you're saying, you know, from your mom going through that situation, mm-hmm. you know, it then causes that to trickle down. And Yeah. And she always, uh, like, she always worked like two, three jobs at a time. So she definitely, like we definitely live paycheck to paycheck and she always wanted better for herself, but didn't know how. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why like, um, dang, I lost my train of thought, but that's why when I wanted what I wanted for myself and was looking for her support and she would be like, no, she, she was coming from a place of, scarcity yeah. how she grew up so yeah, I'm, I'm i'm learning that right now because i'm just like in that mindset with inflation and everything <laughs> yeah and you know that's the crazy thing it's like um i had a reading y'all know i'm all into witchy things i had a reading recently and she had explained to me that the one thing that i really needed to work on was my lack mentality and she was like And, you know, wherever that is in your life, maybe money, maybe. And I was like, you know, I realized I did have a lack mentality because feeling like I'm not enough, that's a lack mentality. Being stressed about stress is like one of my biggest triggers for my anxiety or not stress. (laughs) Ah, No shit. (laughs) Uh, Money is one of my biggest triggers for my anxiety. I'm always stressed about money. My friends know it. They see me anytime I'm on a vacation, like, a million times. I'm like checking my bank account over and over again. I'm like on the calculator on my phone. And my friends are always like, get off the calculator, get off the phone. Because you know, like as much as like 
I freak it out money. They're like, you wouldn't be here if you couldn't afford it, like blah, blah, right? Um, but I realized that's a lack mentality. And it's, you know, I started to pinpoint like, where is this coming from? And I realized it was, it's really like my inner child, right? That's what she experienced growing up watching her mom. And I mean, my mom worked long hours, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And we always mm-hmm. live paycheck to paycheck. Um, so I just started to realize like, I also had that scarcity mindset as well. And I've carried that into my adult life. And so like, as weird as it is, and this is not me saying people that you can just be like, I'm putting it in the universe's hands and it's going to be fine. Like, right. You know, manifestation works two ways. Yeah. You have to think it and manifest it, but you also have to go out there and put in the work to actually receive it. Um, But I have been trying to work on reminding myself that I'm a hard worker. I always figure it out no matter what and changing those thought patterns to um, instead of, you know, like, like this weekend I had a friend's birthday and I didn't have a ton of extra money to be spending on a birthday and doing all of that. Um, You know, we have rent and stuff. It's the first of the month, but at the end of the day, I was like, I need to quit living in this mindset that if I spend $20, $30 out tonight, that like everything is going to fall to pieces and I'm never going to have enough. Like that's not true because as long as you believe that you will continue to put yourself in situations that prevent you from having the money that you need. And so in a weird way, you do kind of just have to put some trust in the universe and know that it's there. And um, my friend Kayla told me this, which is my friend who did my reading um, with manifestation and the way that it works is that you have to truly believe it for it to come true. So like, even if you just say it, but you don't really believe it, it's not going to happen. You have to believe that it's yours and that it's there and it will come true. And I promise you will find a way to make it happen. And so that's the thing. It's like, you have to start practicing those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy when you think about it. Cause, um, I would say I'm living in my manifestations now. <laughs> that's that was, that's awesome. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that was like, I'm never going to live in a trailer again. I'm going to have a, I'm going to own a house one day. I'm going to have a badass dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my child's going to have a father because my, my uh, father wasn't present and yeah. I didn't get the chance to have a father before he passed. Um, so I was like, I want my child to have a father that's present. Even if we don't work out, I need him to have a father figure. Yeah, no, absolutely. See, and that's a beautiful thing. And that's the thing, right? So you believed it. Like you truly believe that those things are there for you. And so it happened. And I think that's an amazing thing and that a lot of people could learn from that and have to learn that. And like, if I can give anyone advice, I know that this is what I did the other day is, I mean, I have two pieces of advice. First of all, and also I can't take credit for this. Kayla told me to do this, but um, anyone who's older, who's dealing with this, sit down. And I know we've said this before. We talked about this when we did self-care. I know it's so fucking cliche, but I'm telling you it works. Buy a goddamn journal. You can buy one for $5 at five below, like buy a journal. And sit down and think about your inner child. Because also think when we're kids, 
what our parents tell us we can and can't do, we might be like, okay, right? But when you're truly young and you're a kid, you don't give a fuck what anyone says. You believe what you want to believe and that's what matters, right? So sit down, think about what your inner child wanted. When you were a kid, what did you imagine for your life? And write that down, first of all. And then secondly, something else I challenge you to do is, and I did this a week ago, is I wrote down, as I noticed my subconscious beliefs, um, like, for example, you are not enough. I've known that one for a while and I've been working on that one and I'm getting in a better place with that one. But the idea of not feeling like I'm anyone chooses me, that's when I just realized like a month ago. But when you notice that subconscious belief, write it down. And then underneath that subconscious belief, I want you or I challenge you to write down the new belief that you are going to replace that subconscious belief. So for example, for me, you know, not no one chooses you. The new subconscious belief that I wanted to steal in my mind is that you choose yourself. You have people who love you and choose you every day. Write that down. And then when I tell you, write that shit down every day because that's the only way that it works. You have to keep, I mean, it's really the motto, fake it till you make it. You have to keep telling your mind that until you've created that new thought pattern. That's what they're teaching in therapy and things like that. So I think that's just so important because Ayo. Can you hear? Oh, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I almost got lost there, guys. No, but um, but no, I swear to you that uh, and I don't think it's that your parents are coming from a place where they're trying to fuck you up or they're not trying to set you up for failure. I mean, I think they're just trying the hardest. Um, they're going best off what they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they grew up in a very different time than us where we didn't talk about um, your feelings and emotions and mental health wasn't at the forefront. If you were going to therapy, you were fucking crazy. Like, you know, that's the world that a lot of our parents grew up in. So also, I want to mention, too, like, because as a parent right now um, and I'm, you know, come across other parents on social media. I come across parents that actually like don't like being parents and don't enjoy that part of them and they see like their child as a nuisance. I know those projections are going on to the kid and to me it's sickening because like I said earlier, the child didn't ask to be here. And then for the parents to just like hate parenthood, it's hard, I get it. But um I know as an adult, those types of projections really like mess with us mentally. But once we realize that it's not us, like we're not actually nuisance, it gets it gets easier because I I remember um, things that always stuck to me. My mom always like, well, I never got to live out my twenties, so now in my thirties, I'm gonna have fun and do what I want. But then that made me feel like shit as a kid. Cause I'm just like, 
you didn't have to have me. I didn't ask to be here like that. That hurts my feelings. Yeah, no, absolutely. My mom does the same thing. She always talks about how I have stepbrothers and siblings that she's raised, some of them since they were like one, two years old. And she always um, complains about how she gave her life up to take care of these kids. And I'm always like, none of us asked to be here. You didn't have to take care of kids that weren't your own. Like, and I feel the same way. It's like, it makes me feel shitty for you to say that. Like I ruined your life. Like mm -hmm. I didn't choose to be here. Mm -hmm. You brought yep. me into this world. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's heartbreaking just because like, I, I guess cause I would never do that to my kid. Cause I, I really enjoy my kid. I mean, yeah, sometimes I need a break because he's on a thousand and can go and go and go nonstop. I don't have all that energy. And I'm like, I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> can we like lay down for a second? But that's normal though. I think that's normal. <laughs> but to just continuously say like, I didn't get to live out this time period of my life because of you. I'm sorry. That was your decision. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, that was just something, something I've been dealing with going through. So I really wanted to talk about today. But yeah. Enough of the heavy um, to end off tonight. Uh, Mr. Joshua Mitchell, the person we were talking about earlier who went viral, <laughs> sent in some would you rather questions for us to answer. Um, so I thought we would end off with that on a little fun note. Um, so his first one is, would y'all rather never have sex again or never see your families again? Don't lie. Never have sex. I'm a terrible person, but I think I'm the opposite. <laughs> I've seen my family my whole life. <laughs> he, he never said you can't masturbate. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. He didn't, but like also like I got kids to have still. See, I already have a kid and I'm not going to go without seeing my kids. See, so. That's why, that's why, that's why. But I'm on the opposite end and I'm like, I want to see my kid one day, but if I'm not having sex, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you, you can keep the sex. I'm good on that. Okay, and then the second one is, he said, okay, one more. <laughs> Would you rather have no arms or no legs? Poor little tink tink. <laughs> There's that laugh again. Oh my gosh. You go I'm going first. With no legs. I, yeah, I think I'm going with no legs too. Because they have wheelchairs, they have prosthetics. Yeah. Like, could you imagine though, like not being able to brush your teeth or feed yourself or wipe your own ass? Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going no legs. Yeah, like I kind of flicked the bean too, and <laughs> I wanna. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna do? Who's gonna do that for you? And then I like to hug. You can't hug with your legs. I'm a hugger. You can't hold your kid. You can't pet mm -mm. your dog. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, it, it has to be a no legs for me. Like, Same. we'll buy some legs. It's all right. Same. I'm right there with you. Was was yeah. it just those two he had? Yeah, those are the only two. Unless you have any off the top of your head that you uh, want. 
No, dang. Do more next time. I will. I was going to say, uh, I think, you know, it would be fun. We should do an, uh, switch it up sometime soon and do an episode where we like play a game. You know what? Kevin and I bought a game a really long time ago. Um, it's a couple's game, like a get to know you conversation one. I'll pull a few cards from it when we record next time. Yes, that'll be fun. We should do We that. haven't even opened yeah. it. <laughs> Don't you love that? You like buy something and you're like, I have all intentions of using it and then you never use it. Mm-hmm. But now it'll get open. So maybe because it'll get open and we'll answer some questions, it'll encourage y'all to play a little bit more. Yeah. Well, good night, guys. <laughs> good night, guys. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe um, on all your favorite streaming platforms. Uh, we do have visuals on YouTube, guys. So please subscribe to our channel. And- Give us a thumbs up if you like our content. Um, But yeah, that's it. Yes. Good night. We love you. We love you. Good night. It's nighttime for us. Oh, yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) For all the people who's listening during the day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Get into it. Let's have some fun.